the Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What is up, everybody? This is the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. Today, we've got our NFL player projections for week number four. I am your host, Chris Raybon. Joined as always by one of the top rankers in the game, Mr. Ayahuasca Sean, Sean <laughs> Kerner. What's going on? What's man? up? Yeah, I think that Ayahuasca is helping with my Jaguars <laughs> wide receiver predictions. Um, so Chris, you know, Christian Kirk went off for me week two. Last week was Zay, Zay Jones, baby. So round of applause for Love Zay it. Jones. No, I love uh, it. But yeah, I was I was eight and two on player props, feeling really good going into yes. Sunday Night Football. And then I had two brutal beats on Sunday Night Football and then Monday Night Football. I had Richie James go over by a half yard on just a ridiculous throw and catch by Daniel Jones. That was kind of my whole whole point was Richie James' catch rate will probably go down from 90%. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it'll start next week, though. Uh, But one other thing I've noticed is, like, all the props I've lost this year have just smashed the following week. Um, So the process has been sound. But yeah, no complaints. I feel it really good right now heading into week four. I know what week it is. Uh, so congrats to me on that. But yeah. how, how was your week for you uh, last week? Uh, it started really good. I think I went I went five or six and one in the early slate and then lost yeah. every single thing that I bet in the uh, late slate. And then I won the night game because I, I got a good number. Like I got the remember oh, I told you oh, the right. Niners at plus two and a half. So, you know, all, uh, unfortunately, not everyone got them there, but. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, slightly winning week for me. Like, I think I was up like half a unit or something like that. So can't <laughs> complain, 30 and 10 on the season. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, you carried us in terms of the show last week. Uh, the Zay Jones call is really, really strong. Um, he he went off and uh, that's that's an interesting one for this week too, actually, because yeah. they are playing the Eagles who have some good quarters. But uh, let's, we're going to talk on this episode about our top five in each skill position. We'll discuss the players we're high and low on. Relative to consensus, we'll throw out a player prop at the end uh, for each position. Uh, so let's just jump right into it with QB. Who are your top five for week number four? So I have Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, as always, and then Lamar Jackson. I mean, you could consider the three of them, you know, the elite tier one right now. Then I had Joe Burrow, number four. I was all excited about that. But it looks like he's a consensus top five yeah. this week. And then I have Patrick Mahomes. At number five, but it's really close between him and Herbert. Still, you know, have to monitor the Herbert injury, Keenan Allen. So right now, I have Patrick Mahomes number five. Yeah, I have uh, Allen Lamar number two. So Ooh. a lot of people thought that last week's uh, Dolphins Bills game was going to be like the shootout. Mm-hmm. I actually took the under in that game, but yeah, I think yeah, this, great call. I think great this call. week we're going to get it though. We're going to get. It. Oh yeah, this week yeah. we're going to get some some fireworks. <laughs> uh, you know, Ken Dorsey's not going to be smashing. I've had two weeks in a row. Can Cowboys. we get a Gabe Davis game this week too? That'd I hope great. so. He dropped an ugly one in that. I know. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, every, there's a lot of ugliness in that one. But uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts number three for me. And then Mahomes four, Burrow five. So uh, not knocking Mahomes too much for last week. I think they'll probably come out and be more aggressive after he essentially like chewed out the offensive coordinator, the enemy on the sideline and the way to 
the halftime locker room. And uh, remember, Kelsey dropped a touchdown. So, like, I'm not really knocking Mahomes for – he should have had one more touchdown pass last yeah. week. So, uh, still got Mahomes number four and then uh, and then Joe Burrow number five. Thursday night football, I don't, I don't feel like I ever want to put a quarterback in the top, like, three and, or four in <laughs> Thursday night football. So, I'll leave, I'll leave Burrow at, uh, at five. But who are you high on? Um, so, I'm high on Geno Smith uh at detroit this week i've been he's my qb 15 he's consensus qb 20 right now last week i was plus seven on him yeah uh for some reason i don't don't know why honestly um but he's not a qb1 option like let's not get crazy here but he has become you know a solid qb2 and two qb super flex formats um you know he's qb19 on the year through three starts last season he was qb15 in three starts and you know it has a lot to do with he has DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett as at his disposal. So this week um, against the Lions, this could be a shootout. I mean, a similar game script as last week. They lost 23-27. That's exactly what the implied team totals are right now. Um, you know, Seattle's plus four, plus five this week with the, you know, the over-under is 50. I believe that's a second highest or third highest total on the week. So could be a shootout. So I like Geno Smith this week. He doesn't like he has some rushing upside. He hasn't showed it yet, but he has that potentially if he ever wants to use it. So I do like his upside in that range this week. And now on the other side, I have Jared Goff as my QB 10 right now versus QB 14. I mean, you and I both called that heading yeah. in this season. Oh, like this ADP Goff. was criminal. My best ball <laughs> teams are flourishing. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, this week, again, the, the Lions have the second highest team total. Um, so he has a very high floor this week, very high touch on upside. Uh, potentially, I'm assuming they're going to be without DeAndre Swift. So, yep. uh, you know, they could throw a little bit more this week. Either way, he's he's a low-end QB1 option for me this week. Yeah, and uh, since this is the projections episode, uh, we could talk about this real quick because I think you said something interesting about the Seahawks and and Gina, how you were like plus seven on him last week. Uh, I was pretty high on him as well and, and pretty high on him again. Uh is it? Do you think it has something to do with the way that you're projecting the plays for Seattle? Because the first two weeks of the season, I think they averaged something like 48 plays per game. And then, you know, that's not normal. Like you would expect that to regress. So do you, was it just like, are you, you're, are you like looking at just, you know, like kind of pace and, and projecting the plays oh. more in, in the 60s, right? Not based on like you're not giving the Seattle Seahawks like 50 plays a game. Well, they, I mean, last year, didn't they average like 56? But I mean, you're still going to put was, some regression into that. Yeah, yeah. Like heading into last week, they I'm, right now they're at 55 plays per game. Heading into last week, they were like, what, 47 40 yeah. or something? Like, yeah, so I kind of liked um, Rashad Penny specifically just based on the game script, like his uh, rushing prop. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're never going to be above average in terms of plays per game. But that was, I think you made that point last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a good one. So yeah, so I'm I'm not projecting them in the top half of the league, but I'm certainly regressing them. And we kind of saw that happen last week. So I think going forward, like high 50s, low 60s would be typical for a team like them. Yeah, I I, I have them at like you know in the 60s for this, like low 60s for this game. Well, that, because... I mean, the the Lions play at a super fast pace. Yes, right? exactly. I mean, so no I factor that pace. in. Yeah, because like yeah. you, because that's what happens. You get two teams that played at like a slow pace, but if they combine, like somebody's got to make like like use the plays in the game. There's only like so many plays that can like not happen. Like there's still a, a play clock and it's going to stop every time no. there's an incompletion. So yeah. Um, I am high on Marcus Mariota yet again. Uh, he's my QB seven this week. He's QB 17 consensus. 
you know, just I love this Atlanta offense. You know, they're, they're putting up points each and every week. Uh, they're, they're using all their uh, players now. Now they finally got Kyle Pitts involved. And Mariota, you know, this is a game with a total of 50 because uh, it went up once Miles Garrett got in that unfortunate accident. It looks like he's going to be fine, thank goodness, but uh, still up in the air in terms of playing. Clowney's still banged up as well. So uh, at home, Atlanta against against this Browns team, uh, I think it, it could be a, you know, another game where they scored, you know, 24 to 27 points in this one. So love me some Mariota. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I had Jared Goff written down as well. You know, he's my QB9. Uh, this week. So I uh, love, love golf as well in this, in this Lions Seahawks game. And, and I like Gino. I'm also, I'm, I'm not as high as you on Gino, but I'm a couple of spots behind, but still higher than consensus. So uh, yeah, I think people aren't realizing, you know, these two games that both have a total of 50, the Falcons Browns mm-hmm. and the Seahawks Lions. And that usually signals a lot of plays and, uh, and obviously a lot of points. Yeah. Love that Mariota call. Um, we've, we finally saw both Drake London Yep. And Kyle Pitts have a good game. But then Mariota didn't really do anything on with his legs. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually we're going to get a game where all three hit. You know, Mariota's rushing ability, Pitts, and London going off. So he definitely has like a top five week in him, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cordell Patterson won't rush for 140 oh. plus every week. Although yeah, I love, I'm loving that so, <laughs> as well. Uh, all right, who you want one? Um, I am very low on Matthew Stafford. I, oh. He's my QB. Oh, he's, oh, he's taking my guys. Oh, no, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> no I'm kidding. You got it. You we, got it. we can alternate. No, 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 no. Keep but, going. Yeah, I love it. I love the call. I love the call. QB 21. I love the call. His ECR is QB 10 for some strange reason, but this is a tough road matchup. And these these Niners Ram games are always fun to watch. They're just tough, physical. Uh, you know, the Rams have a very low team total. I, I was like shocked when I saw it. Uh, but it's, you know, it's like 20 right now. Yeah. So, you know, the, R- Stafford has no rushing upside to kind of pull him out of a matchup like this. So uh, he is like a low end QB2 this week. Um, and then I, I don't know, again, I don't know why Russell Wilson, his consensus rank is QB11 mm-hmm. right now. I, I'm not sure if everybody, you know, watched Senate football, but I was low on him last week. I'm loaning him again. He's my QB 19. Um, to be fair, this this should be a much easier matchup against the Raiders. But until we see any signs of life in, in the passing offense here, um, I'm treating him like a you know QB two. So th- this could be a week where they lean on the run game. Might as well. They have Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon right now, and their defense. So uh, I'm very low on Russell Wilson right now. Still, so I actually have Wilson as QB 12. So I'm close. I have him 246 yards, 1.53 touchdowns passing. Uh, so not not crazy stats, but uh, yeah. I do have him as the, the QB 12. I, I Stafford was the guy I was going to say, though, um, you know, he's my QB 19. So I'm actually a, a, a spotter too higher than you. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I noticed kind of the same issue with Stafford is that usually you're projecting the Rams for 27 to 30 points or at least in the mid 20s yeah. this week. The projections 20 and I think that's also probably why I'm a little higher on Wilson and I think that 49er defense is for real I've been saying this you know when the teams that can rush floor and get pressure uh you know those are the teams that are going to be hardest to, to to play uh for opposing offenses the Niners can do that and they stepped up their cornerback group with with Trevarius Ward Mosley's playing well and Talanoa Ufunga the safety looks like the next Palomalo out there so they just got a, a bunch of studs all over that defense uh, and last year, when the Niners defense was going through some issues at that corner, Stafford still had two of his three worst yardage games in the regular mm-hmm. season against them. And two of his five multi-interception games in the regular season came against San Francisco for the Rams, So uh, for Stafford. So 
Uh, he, you know, he played a little bit better in that kind of comeback game script in terms of the, the raw numbers in the playoffs. But still, you're looking at, you know, more often than not in the three matchups last year, he did not put up numbers at all. So, yeah, Stafford's well outside the uh, the startable range this week, I would, I would venture. Yeah. All right, prop. We are going to have to go with Justin Fields passing Oh, yards. no. So he's it's been bad. I mean, they, they're just hiding him. So I'm going to set – I mean, sheesh, I don't even know how it's it's like you can't set it low enough uh, for Justin Fields, but I'm going to set 149 and a half. Oh, OK. Um, that's that I have him like 155 and I don't feel great about it. So, how oh, man, that's that's tough. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the over. I hate to say it. Oh, yes. I, I just talked yes! about some regression here. but <laughs> I was hoping I could get you. I do on. not feel great about that at all. Yeah. But it, we're, we're going to range that we've never, I mean, back in the day when I projected Tim Tebow, those were like my early days of projecting <laughs> weekly, weekly projections. Um, I can't think of anybody that I've had this low, but uh, it's well-deserved. And, you know, 149 and a half is probably a great line, but they're gonna have to throw it at some point so I, i'm going with over yeah to be i, I have it a little higher i just feel i felt like you were gonna be low so i had a lower no I, I, <laughs> that was a perfect line because i was very torn with that but uh yeah it's it's incredible uh so he's uh, 121 is his season high so he's he's gonna have to set a season high this week but yeah yeah it's been uh, bad against that wink against that wink martin they blitz i mean he, they just have uh, to hope they get single coverage and like yeah, like one uh, big play. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh to running back. We got in the top five. I have Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey tied for number one, Ooh. believe it or not. Um, Saquon Barkley, and then Nick Chubb, my boy, and then Leonard Fournette at number five. For running back, my top five is Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, and then Derrick Henry. I was I was gonna say that you know the top five is pretty crazy this week because Dalvin Cook, you know probably not going to play or be limited. And then yeah. I, I just think Henry has a tough matchup. So, um, you know, that's, that's how Nick Chubb found it. My top five, but uh, yeah, stick it with Henry this week. Love it. I mean, <laughs> he, they, they, they caught, he caught what five balls last week. So I give yeah. them credit for, you know, kind of figuring out that it was whatever they were doing. wasn't quite working. So, you know, <laughs> if he's going to catch, if he's, if he has the potential to catch multiple passes again, like I think you pointed out that he was kind of doing wow. that last year. Um, I, I think he's he's right there, but Chubb is right there. Chubb is Chubb is mm. like essentially tied with him. Uh, so we'll see how that develops throughout the week. But uh, who are you high on? Uh, so I think this is the week we see uh, Alvin Kamara break out. Uh, he's my RB seven. Yep. And right now the consensus is RB fifteen. So I'm gonna be ahead of the ball game here because. This is a great matchup for him. Um, you know, last week he was banged up. He's playing through a rib injury, so he, he should be close to 100% this week. But um, the Vikings have been very beatable on the ground. They rank 31st in DVOA against the run. Um, and this could be a week where Kamara is finally involved in the passing game. Uh, he tends to thrive against zone coverage. The Vikings run a ton of zone coverage. So um, this could be a week where, you know, Alvin Kamara puts up four or six catches, hopefully. So Either way, you know, and I think there's an opening sort of in the RB1 tier this week uh, with some injuries, tougher matchups that we finally see Alvin Kamara post a good game. Um, and then last week I was down on A.J. Dillon. This week I'm back on him. He's my RB19 versus 
the consensus is RB23 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't like him against the Buccaneers last week. I didn't think that was a good matchup or a good game script for him. But now, you know, they're facing the Patriots and Brian Hoyer at home. So it should be a positive game script. Uh, David Bakhtiari finally made his season debut last week. So the offensive line is looking good. I think this is going to be a big Dylan game. So love him this week. And then I'm trying to get ahead of the J.K. Dobbins potential breakout game. So I have him RB29 this week compared to RB37 ECR. Um, You know, he returned a limited action last week, which we kind of knew, but was very encouraged to see him run around on 41% of Lamar's dropbacks. We're never going to really bank on much receiving usage from Dobbins, but this is essentially his backfield. Uh, I was kind of surprised. You and I were both surprised that Dan Drake was inactive. Mike Davis had zero touches last week. Um, You know, Justice Hill is operating as the number two back. Mm -hmm. So I think once Dobbins is healthy, I mean, this is going to be his backfield. The Ravens have been extremely pass heavy this year. So that could change with Dobbins back. You know, Ryan Stanley could return this week. So uh, I think Dobbins could be a sneaky, you know, low end RB2 flex option this week. Ooh, that's, uh, I mean. Despite the tough matchup, obviously it's against the Bills, but. Would you think about uh, selling him if he had a good game? Like if you had him on your roster? I think you know all signs are kind of pointing to him, you know, being in that low end RB two range uh, once he's healthy. But yeah, if if he were to have a big game or two the next couple weeks, mm-hmm. and the Ravens are still passing as much as they are, then I would sell high. Um, I'm I'm kind of baking on them, sort of just being this crazy pass heavy team because Dobbins has been hurt. So if that doesn't change once he's back, um, uh, you know, then you know, I would consider selling high, but I, I do think he's uh, sort of a buy low right now. Yeah, no, I, what made me think of it was kind of watching Shep go down, unfortunately, on that last play of the game for the Giants. And I'm like, you know, like you have James Robinson mm-hmm. playing well, yeah. but you, you, we saw a bunch of like Shepard, you know, big workload first three weeks and then goes down. Now he's out for the season. Chris Godwin comes back really fast from an ACL. First game of the year, gets like a compensation injury. Like all these guys seem to be getting like these compensation injuries where it's like another part of the lower leg than the part they injured. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like Robinson, uh, Cam Akers, uh, Dobbins, like I feel like if they have good big games, I'm trying to sell them because at this point, I'm not a doctor. I know we can't predict injuries, <laughs> but I just feel like what I'm from what I'm seeing the risk has to be higher than it is for just a normal player uh, at yeah. this point with these guys. So, yeah, that's that, that it's a great point. And yeah, long-term that is a concern. Um, I, I think they've been very conservative with them. I think obviously he wanted to play week one, but they probably made him wait out, which, you know, other teams didn't do, especially when it came to Chris Godwin, unfortunately. So um, I, I take your point, but it is the running back position. We're talking about, yeah. you know, RB three flex options. So I just think in the meantime, He's sort yeah. of a buy low, but absolutely, like what you're saying, long term, it definitely is a concern. And they have no one else there, so maybe they are going to kind of force him <laughs> to take, you know, too big of a workload too soon. But we'll see. But I think in the meantime, um, you know, they they really need him right now, so they're they're going to probably ask him to be sort of a workhorse back sooner than later. How many ca- uh, carries do you have? I'm just curious. Um, let me. I got see. him ten. I got him ten point one right now. So I, I, I that's, oh, I only that's have subject to nine. change. Yeah, I have him nine and a half with okay. two receptions. Um, you know, four, 0.4 uh, rushing touchdown projection that's probably fueling it. Um, I, I just think his ceiling is much, much higher. Still considering him, you know, to be limited, but 
if this, you know, Ravens offense does become a bit more run heavy, we're not asking for much that that could get him in the 12, 13 carry range. Yeah, no, I have him around. I have 10.1 for 42 yards, uh, 0.37 rushing touchdowns, and then 1.8 catches for 13 yards uh, and 0.06 receiving. So yeah, just over 0.4 total touchdowns, just about uh, 55 scrimmage yards, RB 33 for me right now. Uh, All right. Alvin Kamara had him written down. He's my RB7 as well. Uh, you kind of nailed it. Uh, Damian Pierce, uh, he's up to my RB14. He's the RB26 in consensus. Uh, this Charger team on defense is not going to be the same defense without Joey Bosa. So uh, that's a big jump, like a big boost for Damian Pierce. And the last two weeks, he's gotten 183% of the backfield carries for, for the Texans after you know they kind of lamented that they didn't give him enough touches in, in week one. And he's looked really good. Uh, so like me some Damian Pierce here and then, uh, Jamal Williams, you kind of mentioned Deandre Swift it, it, from what, everything I'm hearing, it sounds like they're going to hold him out through the bye in week six. So Jamal Williams is up to my RB 13 at Seattle's 22nd in run defense DVOA and 26 on passes to running backs already. And, uh, you know, they're going to line up and play a lot of zone too. So, um, you know, it's, it's not a tough, tough team to run against. Uh, at least not this year. It hasn't been. They usually take pride in their run defense, but uh, the Lions O-line has just been mauling. doesn't matter who's healthy, who's in there. Uh, just a really good job by, by that Lions O-line this year. So, uh, Barra, Pierce, and, and Jamal Williams for me. Yeah, I let you get Jamal there, uh, but I'm surprised. <laughs> He's my RB9 right now. I, I saw you, that. You, you have him at like 16 <laughs> carries. I was like, I couldn't do it yet. I was like, all right, I, I'm projecting him to kind of keep that same like 60-ish percent. <laughs> And then, like, I'm going to have, like, uh, Reynolds and, and Jackson. But, like, I did increase his pass game usage because, that like, without yep. Swift, that has to go up. Like, it just has to. Yeah. Well, like, thanks to you, I'm tacking on two or three leader carries on top of his <laughs> expanded role. So, I'm, I'm just a little bit higher than you based on your own advice. Oh, yeah. But, there you go. I mean, a guy that's seeing all the goal line work <laughs> in a game where they're projected to score 27 half points, I mean, his touchdown upside is massive. His rushing upside is massive. And like you said, like his receiving usage has been solid. I mean, Craig Reynolds might be a thorn in his side this week, but I don't think he's going to have a big enough role to, to impact too much. So yeah, Jamal Williams is a top 10 option this week, as far as I'm concerned. Hey, famous last words, never, never sleep on a Reynolds in Detroit. Josh oh, and Craig. No, yeah. Josh and Craig will come sneak up on you with some big yeah. names. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, who you low on? Um, so I already alluded to this, but oh man, I hate to do it. Derrick Henry is my RB10. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. And no, how are, I, how are we I, getting I, to this projection? We got to discuss. I this. agree, I agree with you on his receiving usage, but um, this Colts Rundy is uh, you know, no joke. Uh, you know, Taylor Luan being out for the season doesn't help. Um, so this is just a brutal spot, and um, you know, they the the Colts defense they ranked second in DBOA versus the run, they held. Clyde Edwards Hilaire to one of the most bizarre lines of the season, seven rushes yes. for zero yards and a touchdown. Um, not that he's that good, but I, I think that, you know, Henry did look a lot better last week, but you know, the, the Colts know what the Titans want to do on offense. So he's just down to, to RB 10 right now. What do you, I just, have, like for I said, his, what do you have for his uh, carries and yards? So, I mean, I have the standard 20 carries, but I, I have 78 yards. Ooh, um, so you knocked him uh his why I have him, I do have him under four as well, but I have him 21 for 81. So just a, a tad bit. It's, it's just when you have a tough matchup like this, 
against you know the running game. It's it is a tough spot for him. And like I said, I'm super high on Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams. Um, I I still believe in Joe Mixon, believe it or not. So there's just a lot of guys I like slightly more. That's how he ended up in RB10. He's still arguably my favorite running back in the game, but this is a tough spot for him. So I, I consider myself the Derek Henry whisperer, and I'm fading him this week. Um, and then another guy that uh, I've been high on him all year, but this this is a tough spot, and uh, that's Miles Sanders. This Jaguars mm-hmm. run defense has been no joke. I mean, they ranked first in DVOA against the run. They held Jonathan Taylor to a nine-carry, 54-yard game. Austin Eckler, four carries for five yards last week. So a guy like Sanders who like just banks on his rushing efficiency week to week, can't bank on his receiving usage or touchdown upside. So this is a spot where I'm a little bit lower on him. He's uh, my RB21 uh, versus the consensus at RB16 right now. I'm 25 on Sanders. I'm even lower than Whoa. you. Yeah, I, you know, it's uh, I What's mean, your he's getting per uh, carry projection for him. He's a fun player to in this game. It's only it's only only 4.3 in this. Game. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yep, that's that sounds about right. Normally, it's what 4.6, 4.7. Uh, yeah, let me check because I actually do it like I, I have the matchup adjuster. I mean, I... he's in the, the Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones camp, in my opinion. You know, it's, I usually have him like four or five. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's uh, it's down about you know the, the, the Jaguars are knocking it down about 0.2 uh, but yeah he's yeah. not as high as Jones and and Chubb for me uh, but he's yeah he's he's up there he's one of the top ones yeah so I had uh, I had Sanders and uh, Clyde Edwards Elaire you know I know that the Colts were a tough matchup but uh, now he's facing the Bucks which are another tough matchup uh, against the run and the consensus has him at RB22 I, I have him at RB31 I just I don't know how you're getting to 22 unless you're kind of giving him, and I, I, I essentially threw out the game where they just stomped Arizona, and because his usage, you know, Pacheco came in for like the entire yeah. fourth quarter or something like that. But even just looking at the last two games, when the, the games are closer, he had fifty percent of the backfield carries uh, two weeks ago on that Thursday game, and then even with the ten days rest, just thirty-seven percent uh, of the backfield carries in the matchup against the Colts and, and McKinnon had the same amount and Pacheco had 16%. So, uh, and, and Burton has been their best short yardage guy, Michael Burton, the fullback. So uh, it's, it's just really tough. And I, I know these things will kind of switch around Andy Reed. There's no real rhyme or reason, but at this point, yeah. uh, I, I don't think you can bank on CEH getting, you know, like the, that those 15, 20 carries that you look for when you're ranking a guy in that RB two range. And then in terms of his routes run, it's been, around you know in the 30s to the he's topped out at 40 percent routes run uh for the season so they, i just don't see how we're getting as high as consensus here unless you know you're just banking on a touchdown that could happen but um yeah i have him well uh what you got for the prop uh we got to go with jamal williams uh Ooh. and we're going to go specifically his rushing yards okay um and i am going to set the line at 68 and a half Ooh, i will I'll go over. Uh, I love me some Jamal Williams. Yeah, I know you. I know you. I know you're trying to get me to go under, but uh, like I, I probably have his carries uh, projected a little bit conservatively, just because I, I don't like I didn't know for sure if DeAndre was going to be out. I didn't want to like have oh, him rank oh. like fifth. Yeah, this is assuming then, like, DeAndre's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That so what happens this, if DeAndre plays? Do I get like a, a an alt line? This is. <laughs> Okay, okay. It's voided. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go over then. I'll go over then. Okay. Uh, all right, let's jump to wide receiver. Who's in the top five? Uh, so I got 
Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs, yep. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and then Amon Ross St. Brown. So I actually had the same one. But the only reason I'm I, I'm not putting Amon Ra in the top five is because I think he's going to pop up with a questionable tab for that yeah. ankle. Uh, I want to put him in the top five so bad. So if he's cleared, like if he's 100% <laughs> off the injury report, uh, he's not wide receiver five. But uh, since we don't know exactly what's going on, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Debo Samuel in, in my as my fifth because I love him in this matchup against the Rams. Remember, they play all zone defense and – uh, Debo just kills zone. Like that's that's yeah. that's what he that's what he's he's great as a receiver. And uh, as a running back, you know he's still getting his you know five to seven carries. Didn't really have much success in that uh, in that Denver matchup. But Denver's a really good defense. But Samuel in three games against the Rams last year, eleven touches on average for 124 scrimmage yards and 1.3 touchdowns per game. So give me some MVP Bo uh, in the top five. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Trent Williams injury is massive, though, uh, for, for this rushing game. So uh, I, I bumped down his yards per carry from uh, <laughs> 6.5 to 6 due to that injury. But yeah, I take her. He, he's right there. He's my wide receiver six. Um, I'm assuming Amon Ra's 100% on mm-hmm. a Tuesday morning, but he did pop up with that ankle injury. So I, I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> like the, yeah. They're basically tied by receiver five. We're, we're uh, you know, splitting hairs here. But, yeah, this is a great matchup for Debo. Yeah, now that the season started, I've, ha- I've kind of had time to, like, jump into some, like, data that I've been kind of yeah. sitting on. And I was, so I was looking at, like, just wide receivers. I, I, I have, like, the last six or seven years of, like, the injury tag data. And just, like, mm. if just being on the injury report and not getting, like, knocked off of it does knock you down, like, a good, like, five to seven percent. Mm. Um, even if you like practice. So that, that's the only reason I'm not going to at the start of the week. At least. But yeah, I, I want to yeah. put him in my top five so bad. Cause you know, that's my, it's my guy, <laughs> I man. I, I beat my you. Guy. I beat you. There. My guy. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. So who you hiring? Romeo Dobbs is my first one. Yes. Do it. Um, And you know, he's my wide receiver 35 to start the week. The Spice consensus it. is wide receiver 48. I don't get that. Um, but you know, he's, he showed everyone why he should have been a high upside bench, uh, to start the season because, um, everything's lining up the way we thought it would. Right. Uh, he has a 22% target per route rate run this year. Um, and then we finally saw the playing time catch up to that. Uh, he averaged 50% the first two games and now it's, it was 94% last week. So if if we had known that going into the week, we, you and I both would have projected him super high. So, um, his time has finally arrived. Uh, Aaron Lazard does look more like a number two, you know, the touchdown threat kind of guy. And Dobbs is sort of filling in that Devontae Adams role that we were kind of hoping. So uh, the reason I'm a low on him this week is because the matchup probably dictates them running the ball a bit more. But uh, when they have a spot where they're expected to throw, he he could be inside my top 30 at this point based on his underlying usage. So that was very encouraging to see him go off in week three. And then, the one other guy I wanted to point out is Richie James, who really screwed me over <laughs> on my football. Like, I mean, <laughs> what a throw, what a catch to go over it. But with Sterling Shepard out, uh, we'll we'll need to monitor the the injury report for you know Wandale Robinson and Kadarius Tony. If they both miss week four again, uh, Richie James, you know, could be a sneaky wide receiver four option, um, especially in PPR. So he's a guy to look out for. But right now he's my wide receiver forty four. Um, and that's projecting, you know, Tony and Robinson to play a little bit. So again, he could be in my top 40 by the end of this week if both players are ruled out. So I'm um, super high on James as well. 
I don't know. I think you got to, I think you're going to learn pretty soon. Just not mention giants wide receivers. Like it's always going to be somebody different. Like the minute you get like, it's like, Oh, Shepard's yeah. having a good game. Oh, well, not. And he's hurt now. It's like, no, he's having a good game. Oh, now Galladay's playing we have, again. We have enough of a sample size to kind of know the roles right now. Like obviously like David Sills is floating around. Kenny Galladay is a disaster, but I mean, this like slot role, this, you know, Sterling Shepard, Robinson, Tony role. I mean, James is the only guy that kind of fits that bill right now. So I think he'd be the only safe option um, if all three, I mean, Shepard's out for the season. Uh, and then if Robinson and Tony are out, like it, that's James. I think we know that for sure at this okay, point. Okay. But I take your point. As, as a Giants fan, I'm just saying, bro, like this yeah. is, we talking about Daniel Jones in the, in, against, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with an O-liner just gave up literally the most pressures in like league history or something. <laughs> like right. this is, ah, it's, it's tough. But I, I mean, no, he's, the, he's definitely their top receiver in my projections uh, without a doubt. But uh, I, I don't think I have any giant receiver projected like in the top 60. <laughs> For me, I got uh, mentioned Debo already. Tyra Lockett, uh, I got up in the top 20, and he's the consensus wide receiver 32. Uh, and I actually wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, what do we think of, of Okuda and, like, these these Okuda double team slash double teams? Like, is this going to be a problem for DK Metcalf this week? Um, I, I don't know because he usually does pretty good against man coverage. Um, and, you know, the Lions are going to be – doing that uh okuda has a ton of potential i was that that one of the reasons yeah, i was high on the lions win total heading into the season because okuda had potential and he's showing it so far i don't think he's at a point where i'm fading either you know metcalf or lockett this week okay but it's definitely something uh to monitor because he did do a great job again last week yeah and it, it's like him plus doubles like they're giving it was like they're not only just putting him on an island on justin jefferson they're putting him on justin jefferson and then they they put a, a safety over the top and so you know jefferson ends with three catches for 14 yards that's kind of why i took Thielen last week because i kind of thought that that would happen but when it comes to the seahawks i don't know if you can put two guys on anybody because the other guy's going to make you know between metcalf and lockett you're, you're going to pay so i just think both Metcalf and Lockett are too good for them to kind of operate the same strategy, if that makes sense. Makes sense. Unless, I mean, either... unless that's what they're planning to do. Like we'll have to usually later in the week is when yeah. I'm factoring that in, but uh, that's definitely something I'm going to be monitoring for sure. I mean, I think it's more likely than them putting him on Lockett. That's for sure. Um, oh no, I'm, I'm yeah. just saying they can't really do that on either one. Well, yeah. the, it would be Metcalf or neither. Right. But right. Yeah. Saying, Lockett will Metcalf absolutely make them, make them pay if they do that. Yes, uh, Armani Oruarie is the uh, the other corner, and he would likely be on Lockett the most. And uh, he's given up a, a target every 4.4 coverage snaps, which is third most in the National Football League, according to PFF. So, uh, yeah, wow. like me some Lockett. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans is the consensus wide receiver 27 for some reason. I, I don't I don't know why. That uh, is. People are just updating him being out. Okay. Like, you know, yeah, like, like, well, it's I'm, I'm much that. higher than him on that. So yeah, play Mike Evans. Like, I, don't, I don't care if everyone else is healthy. Like it's still Mike Evans uh, against yeah. this uh, this Kansas City cornerback group, which is I think you know still kind of shaky. Uh, they they're 29th in DVOA against number one wide receivers according to Football Outsiders. So I think that'll be a good matchup for him. Uh, I like Curtis Samuel uh, this week again. You know, he's averaging 10 targets and 2.7 carries per game. Uh, so I have him inside the top 30. He's still outside the top 30 in, in consensus. And I actually have him like one spot, like literally one spot behind Terry McLaurin. And that might be being generous at this point because Samuel's been more involved player. I know McLaurin caught a long one when uh, when Slate got hurt, but 
uh, yeah, like me some Curtis Samuel this week against the uh, the Cowboys because I think you know now you're gonna probably have Diggs uh, messing with uh, McLaurin. So I think you got to attack this Cowboys team on the inside so he can be the Richie James. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah McLaurin uh 29 and Samuel 30 so it sounds like we're very aligned on that yeah I think that's I got him like 28 29 or something like nice. that so yep uh all right who are you low on at wide receiver uh so I'm low on Mike Williams right now I'm wide receiver 31 and the consensus is 17 um that probably has a lot to do with Keenan Allen who knows if he's gonna return this week um but you know I think with Herbert dealing with this injury um and Slater out for the season uh, you know, they, they don't want Herbert to really stay in and wait for Mike Williams to stay open. So if Allen is back, I think it's going to be a big Keenan Allen game. Josh Palmer is emerging. What did I tell you? Like after, after he kind of, uh, you know, got held in check, when I had that over, you went out for what 99 yards last week. So I think Palmer is a guy that, um, I'm interested in this week and, you know, GPPs, but, uh, just, you know, it's a game where the, the chargers could be a bit more conservative and that's going to hurt Williams. So I'm pretty low right now. Uh, and the other guy is uh, Rashad Bateman. Um, he's really tricky to project right now. He, like he has a super high ceiling and a super low floor, I think. So right now he's my wide receiver 40. Uh, and the consensus is wider wide receiver 27. Um, and he profiles as sort of a, a deep threat guy mm-hmm. right now, as opposed to the high volume guy he thought he'd be. Um, you know, he could easily go off against the Bills. It's going to be a shootout, um, you know, especially with Micah High in IR. I don't know if Jordan Poyer is going to return this week. Um, so he could have a big game, but you just have to understand that he he has a pretty low floor going forward. Um, you know, his 17.6 A dot means he's going to be very volatile. He has a 50% catch rate. So I can kind of see that going forward um, where he's sort of like a, a glorified Marquez Valdez Scantling uh, kind of role in this. So um, he's just a guy I'm very careful about when it comes to season long rankings. Uh, so he's all the way down at wide receiver 40 for me right now. Yeah, Bateman has been really tough to rank because he hasn't even been running a route like over 80% of the time. Um, but I I I I put I bumped him up uh for this week. I actually I think I think he's gonna have a decent game because the Bills um they are playing 94% zone. And I don't think that's gonna change with all the injuries. Yeah. Uh Bateman is second in the league in yards per route against zone this year at 3.93. So like I'm like, I'm yeah, not gonna get year- I'm not gonna get caught out like like not right and he's gonna catch like two long touchdowns I think last year <laughs> last year he was better against man though so yeah no he right? can beat man he because he, he, yeah. he can line up on the line of scrimmage and beat man but i mean but this year i think it's just more lamar lamar is just yeah. taking it to, so I, I don't know like I, I i feel you like if i bump him down to like his actual routes run like all three <laughs> games he does end up my wide receiver 40 but i, I bumped him up a little bit uh for this match it's so. I, like and i don't want to make it sound like i'm like Oh, he sucks. Bench him. Like I'm just making it clear that he's very, very tricky to project. Yeah. Where he could he could go off here for a top ten week. I am not denying that, but he's a completely different type of player than we drafted him for. Yeah. Um, sort of no, a high floor. I'm I'm just saying he is a very high risk reward guy, and he's sort of in that sit start range. So you know, if I'm like a favorite and I just need you know ten points from a guy. I'll probably go someone else, but if I'm a, you know, underdog and I need a massive game, Bateman's your guy. Cause he's going to get a couple deep shots, but unfortunately that just makes him very volatile. Yeah, no, I, I tell you, like, I've been struggling yeah. with, with ranking Bateman yeah. each week. Cause it's like the, the routes are weird. Uh, the, the, like the, everything about the priors is like backwards. It's like, he's a deep shot. <laughs> that, guy, so it's just like, yeah, it's that's, exa- that's all I'm trying to say. I just want to get your take on it as well. <laughs> 
right. Uh, I'll make it quick. Uh, Allen Robinson is my wide receiver 48. He's consensus 38. Uh, I know he should have had a touchdown last week, but that's the kind of the whole point the, him and Stafford just aren't on the same page and he's not getting yardage uh, and he's getting targeted on 11% uh, of his routes, which is not very good for a guy that, uh, you know, people are thinking about starting as a low end wide receiver three. Uh, Elijah Moore is outside of my top 50. Uh, he is the uh, wide receiver 40 in consensus. Elijah Moore with Zach Wilson, who's expected to come back this week, averages just uh, a 45% catch rate and 4.8 yards per target compared to 63% catch rate and 9.1 yards per target with Flacco. So it could get worse, especially now that he's got competition for looks with Garrett Wilson playing well, Conklin even is playing well and, and getting some targets. So uh, it, it could be ugly. And then Darnell Mooney, I mean, he, he's still the wide receiver 44 in consensus. I don't know how uh, he's not wide receiver hell? 62 and that even that might be generous. So uh, yeah, couple, three guys that uh, people drafted is like wide receiver two, wide, maybe wide receiver threes that I, I don't, I do not think you want to be starting at this point. Yeah, no, I have Mooney uh, wide receiver 60. If anybody's doing ayahuasca, it's gotta be the ECR. <laughs> Oh my God. Right. Yeah. This is, I mean, it's, we are recording this early Tuesday, so maybe people will kind of wise up as the week goes. Not on. that. Maybe they're seeing something with the ayahuasca. Maybe he does catch <laughs> that deep ball finally. This week. He did have a couple drops, but uh, it, <laughs> I mean, you can't even guarantee yeah. the bears will throw the ball like 10 times at this point. Okay. For the prop, let's go with DJ Moore. Oh, love it. <laughs> I'm going to set his over under for uh, receiving and he hasn't cleared 43 yards in a game yet with Baker Mayfield. So there's, there's issues there. Um, I'm going to set his over under for receiving at 50 and a half. I was, I was going to just say over whatever you threw out. Cause I thought it was going to be in the forties. Damn. I got it at um, 54 and a half. Um, I'm going to go with over. Yes. I, I do think he bounces back this week. Oh, you wanted me to do that? I always uh, want you to go over. <laughs> off the top of my head, I think his, his catch rate this year is like 39%. Yeah. Um, so he's going to see some regression there. He's he's led the team in targets past two weeks. He's the same DJ Moore, at least with the underlying data. So I think he is due for a semi-breakout game. All right. So I like the over here. Yeah. All right. Uh, who, you, who you got a tight end? Top five. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller, George Kittle. I think that's the first time we've seen like the uh, consensus top five heading into the season um, as the actual top five this week. So pretty straightforward week, in my opinion. Yep, I got Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Pitts. So a little different order, but uh, mm. kind of same thing here. Um, who are you high on? Uh, so I'm high on Robert Tunyon. Uh, he's my tight end 14 right now, and his ECR is tight end – 18 and um, you know his playing time has gone up each of the three games to start the season so last week it bumped up to 61 percent routes run rate I think it could go up even more I think mm -hmm. he'll probably top out closer to 70 but he's seeing a nice 23 percent target rate obviously he's one of Rogers most trusted targets heading into the season especially in the red zone so I think this is a good time to buy low on him I think in the next couple of weeks he could start cracking everyone's top 12 um, just the way this offense is going um, and just, you know, the trust he has with Aaron Rodgers. So it's, it's been a nice start to the season and he's only going to go up. Yeah. Uh, I have Tony at uh, tight end 14 as well, about three catches for 32 and uh, 0.3 touchdowns. It's not a lot, but it's tight end. Something. Yeah. It's kind of a shit show in that range. So I, I think he's, he's the guy that's about to break out 
Uh, for me, I got David Njoku, uh, tight end 12. This week, he's tight end 14 consensus. Uh, Atlanta's 24th in DVOA against tight ends. Uh, it's a pretty high-scoring game. It's so, you know, with Njoku, he's running a route now in over 80% of the dropbacks. And I know he's coming off a big game, so it kind of feels like you're chasing, but there's nothing really there at tight end. So when a guy like that, you know, comes through and gets, you know, nine, 10 catches, uh, you have to bump him up. So he's getting a target on... Uh, over 20% of his routes now this year, and he, he's running around over 80% of the time. So you can't, there's nothing really to complain about at this point, it, you know, when the, <laughs> the position has been so, so nasty. So I got him 3.6 catches, uh, 36 yards, and uh, 0.28 touchdowns. So love it. Uh, who you want? Uh, Tyler Conklin. Uh, he's my tight end 18 right now versus tight end 13. Um, you know, he, CJ Ozoma is back. Not that that matters, <laughs> but more importantly, Zach Wilson is back. And mm-hmm. so that could shuffle up who we see sort of the top targets in this offense. Um, you know, Flacco is great for the, the running backs in the passing game, Garrett Wilson, obviously, and Conklin. Uh, I'm not saying that could change, but whenever we have a quarterback change, we kind of have to just like back off for a little bit. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm viewing Conklin more as a mid range, low end tight end two this week, as opposed to last week, last week, I said, he's a low end tight end one. So I liked him last week, this week I'm backing off until we sort of see who Zach Wilson's gravitating towards. Yeah. I have him tight end 16 as well. Um, so I have him outside that top, the top 15, 3.4 catches, uh, 30 yards, but only 0.21 touchdowns. Uh, it's, it's the Jets, it's Zach Wilson and they're in Pittsburgh. I mean, Jesus, I know, I know Njoku <laughs> just went off, but like, Zach yeah. Wilson with the terrible towels trying to get back to 500. Not not a situation yeah. I want any really much of the Jets offense. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going on Irv Smith uh, going up against the New Orleans Saints. You know, Smith has kind of been struggling to, to put it all together this year. And uh, his routes run topped out at 60% last week for the second straight week. I thought it might go up a little more. Uh, so at this, at, you know, kind of in that range, he's my tight end uh, 20 and New Orleans allowing just a 47% catch rate, 3.3 yards per target and 21 yards per game to tight ends. And they did face Kyle Pitts. So uh, it, it seems to be a pretty formidable uh, defense against tight ends. You know, they have linebackers that could cover uh, safeties are still pretty good. So uh, fading Irv Smith this week in London. All right. What we got for the prop? Well, let's test out your uh, David Njoku love here. Um, I'm going with his. Uh, I already gave you my numbers for it. That's a, it's not fair. <laughs> well, I already have. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, 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 I literally said his, I'm, my projection I'm, for him on I'm, the podcast. I'm going to just use whatever number I have. Okay. That okay. I already have. Okay. Scout's honor. Uh, 42 and a half. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll go under that. Yeah, I have him 36, and he's still my tight end right. 12. So, yeah, I'll go under that, but uh, I, I still think he's one of the better. I, no, I could have lowered it, but yeah, you I, mean, I already had it pretty high. <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty high. What, is, what, do, you, what do you have him ranked? Just curious. Uh, tight end 11. Yeah, oh, okay, I, didn't, I didn't piggyback your take there because I knew I was going to get back to it on the prop, but <laughs> it's just he's the clear number two target. We, we've known he has massive upside. And now he's running around over 80% of the yeah. time. And like you said, the matchup is great. So I don't think, you know, we're nitpicking these like extra, like few yards, he's going to get 20 or a hundred. So yeah. I doubt it's going to matter, but either way, like, you know, we, we have finally seen Joku hit his potential. Uh, so I think he will keep it going. All right. That is going to close our week four NFL player projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel for more great fantasy content from Sean and I. Check out our full fantasy preview episode out now over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. 
and if you are into betting, be sure to check out my weekly NFL betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky that comes out on this channel. Uh, actionnetwork.com for all of your NFL betting and fantasy needs, as well as Fantasy Lab for our DFS models. And uh, you can follow Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me on Twitter at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money.